Roxy Soxy. A good afternoon, Tam Tam. I don't even know if I want to talk to you right now because I just want to like, I'm so excited to speak to our next guest that I'm like, should we just, why are we so excited? I know because this is very on brand. It's very on brand for us. We all like a good deck. So I guess we should just start with that. It's weird because last <laughs> night I was at my premiere and I explained that we have someone called the Dick Doc on. Dick mm-hmm. Doc, D-I-C-D-O-C, but it's mm-hmm. really D-I-C-K-D-O-C. <laughs> and I, they had so many questions. Yes, there's so many questions. I mean, I think once you sort of open up that can of worms and have that name out yeah, there, yeah. people want to know more. They want information. Like, they know that yeah. this is like the expert. So the expert. I want to learn more mm-hmm. about all the things that happen to the men's downstairs area so roxy soxy who do we have on today we are so excited to have this expert on he knows a thing or two about dicks and not just because he has one this is his area of expertise so we have so many questions and without further ado we want to welcome dr ed zimmerman the dick dog thank you ladies it's an honor to be here Welcome to the show. You know, my first question that is like, we're going to have a whole hour of power right now. Mm -hmm. But um, my first question, which is like, has been burning in my question bank. um, The minute I heard about you is like, why this profession? Like, how did you get into it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, partially it shows me and partially the woman who put me on top, (laughs) Stacy. It's her brilliant idea and her brilliant social media handling of things that we do in the office. We're actually 5,300 square foot of fun in Las Vegas. We have a nationally accredited operating room, so we do everything from forehead to feet. Mm -hmm. But guess what gets all the PR in the United States? Actually, all over the world. We have followers, almost 2.4 million followers from all over the world. And uh, it's kind of a fun, unique interesting thing and so yeah you know just like with your uh venue you go where the audience pushes you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this has been a a supreme push we did open pandora's box so to speak mm-hmm. and we found out a lot of interesting things about guys that didn't really know before mm. well i think too with like men's health i know like ex- especially for my husband like he doesn't talk with his friends about, you know, the health issues and Mm -hmm. things that like we women do. Like if our period is off, for example, we'll say something like, oh gosh, you know, my period's late or I have cramps. And we try to fix it. We try to fix it. Men will just go silent and Mm -hmm. just silently deal with whatever their, you know, issues are, which makes it so amazing that you are this, the dick doc, so they can come to (laughs) you. You just want to say that name. I know, I love saying the name. I love it so much. The dick doc. (laughs) Has a Um, ring to it. (laughs) It has a ring to it. So for people like us who do not have dicks, what is the most fascinating thing about the male penis? Like Mm. something we wouldn't know as women. Like what is Mm -hmm. the thing? Well, first of all, you're women, so you know everything. Ah, right. I think that almost half of our followers are women. Mm. And I think that we, by providing a safe space to discuss an otherwise taboo-ish area, Mm -hmm. frankly, Mm -hmm. with some joviality and some medical fact, Mm. um, that we are getting the following that we're getting And what we're finding out partially is that men, don't take this personally, are actually enormously complex. Mm. And for you to get through to your husband, your spouse, your whatever, you have to get one head in the right aptitude and attitude to let the other head work. And that's something we haven't always recognized about guys. We just assume that you lead them out to the pasture and let them go and they do their thing. But that's not really true. See, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that until recently because, you know, I have two kids and life is really stressful now. And, you know, when I was I've been with my husband for 16 years mm-hmm. and I think, you know, it was a lot easier to just get into the bed and have sex. But now it's based on like how stressed we are. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with you. I always thought that 
a guy would be ready to have sex if he saw something that turned him on Mm -hmm. and that mental had nothing to do with it. I always thought that women needed something called thermescence, which is like Mm. this arousal to happen way before the actual act itself, Mm. whereas men did not. I mean, did you think that? I really didn't think that, like you're saying, I really didn't think men had to think about it too much, mm. right? Like sometimes, like in my mind, I was like, well, maybe the wind blows one way and that gets them turned <laughs> on. Like or like, you know, or they brush a strong up wind, Roxy. <laughs> Very strong. Um, yes, but I thought, I never knew that it was so, you're right, like mental for men because I kind of thought, whereas with women i mean it's it's more unusual for a woman to be able to turn be turned on that quickly mm. but i feel like men like for example they work wake up with a morning wood yeah, right what is that about the erection in the morning like what is it it feels like were they even dreaming about sex or like why yeah. is it already ready to go yeah well but the actual guy is thinking indirectly about sex while he's awake multiple times an hour maybe even multiple times a minute what really i and their age and their testosterone level and lots of things but actually main getting an erection maintaining an erection having an orgasm is a very complex dance between the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems Mm. as well as their physical state Mm. and you know there's there's a lot about that and even the position they're in about whether they're able to maintain an erection And then when you couple in the fragile psyche of a guy that when he reaches down first thing in the morning on his way to waking up or the restroom, he's either going to go, eh, or this is going to be a great day. (laughs) (laughs) So we help guys reach down and go, this is going to be a great day. Interesting. Mm. Well, you said that they think about it because I don't think about sex. I probably think about sex like, like having sex probably mm-hmm. once every couple of days. Okay. Like the act of having sex. Yeah, like yeah. the act of it. So when you say they think of it every, you know, a few times an hour, is it, they're, is it that they're actually thinking about having sex or they're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, that looks like a sexual object or, oh, that woman mm-hmm. looks sexy or, oh, my penis has is tingling. Like when you say that they think about it, mm-hmm. what does that actually mean? Mm-hmm. All of the above. And remember that guys have two brains and only blood supply for one at a time. Mm. So (laughs) if if, uh, Godzilla wakes up a little bit in the middle of a business meeting and he becomes aware of it while he's not actively thinking about closing that deal, Mm. there you have it. Um, Guys are, are kind of like sails in the wind and they're at the mercy of the breezes that are out there. And their hormones and everything else. And so does that does that change with age then as mm. men get older? Like, are they thinking about it less? Or are they thinking about it the same, but maybe don't have the reaction, reaction. that they had when they were younger, you know? Indeed. And they're worried about it. Because mm-hmm. as they get older, they can't automatically have a good, strong erection mm. when they want to because of the stresses, the kids, the finances, everything else. The woman i think helps uh nurture the relationship in mm-hmm. a way that the man feels secure that enables him to have a better erection mm-hmm. and to be able to complete the sex act mm-hmm. so there's a lot going on in his little brain especially as he gets older and the vascular supply to the penis is decreasing mm-hmm. his testosterone level is decreasing his sympathetic and parasympathetic output is decreasing a lot going on some of that depends on the genetic gifts his parents gave him Mm. but some of that's environmental. Mm. It's so interesting. Yeah, it is. I'm like, you <laughs> I'm see how thinking, that all works? Yeah, and oh. it's just that, because as women, we always, and that must be that must be a lot of pressure, mm. because I do think women think that men don't really experience that type of pressure that like, because women just have to lay there. Right. Right? And men actually have to do something mm-hmm. for you know, to for the act to happen. And I think women probably put a lot more pressure on men than we mm-hmm. actually think we do because we've expected mm-hmm. our whole lives that guys are ready and waiting. And when they're not, then they're thinking about not. And then all of a sudden you have something called what? Just a, a erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And the woman is going, is it my fault? Is he interested? You know, what's going on here? It may be totally out of the guy's hands. He may have been put on a beta blocker for his hypertension. Um, any number of things going on there. 
And to add injury to insult, you know, as we get older, Mother Nature, which that she is, mm-hmm. takes volume out of certain areas. We notice it particularly in faces mm-hmm. because we lose our facial characteristics. Our skin gets thinner. Our subcutaneous fat melts away. Our muscles get thinner. Well, that head gets it, but so does the other head. And the guy has no control over that. So he's <laughs> losing girth. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. Look at how no. you have this to look forward to. Oh. Or not. Wait, so when no. guys get older, their penis shrinks? They lose some volume and they notice it. They and absolutely volume. notice it because volume. they lose some turgor. They lose the subcutaneous fat. Okay. The skin gets thinner. There's a lot going on down there. Look at how pieces. <laughs> like, is there is there like a point where it <sighs> stops getting small? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or it... is like do we have like a, a range <laughs> yeah. or does it just keep getting smaller? I don't know that I can honestly answer that from a scientific point of view. Oh my god. So, so, so but, you know very think, think about your family. Think about how grandma or great grandma or great grandpa they're shrunken and wizened and bent over and kind of involuting on themselves um, until they finally go on their their final journey. Oh boy! So we're gonna have to trade a minute at some point, Tamman. Yeah. It's always- <laughs> no, no, we don't want to no. do that. We want to help. Them. They're so hard to train, yeah. though. We want to help, help them. them. I know we've come this far. <laughs> so then, what can people do? Like. There's so many things to talk about. And I think that this is such a taboo subject that a lot of women don't feel comfortable talking about. Now, Mm. podcasts is, you know, the best friends that talk about things that you think but don't say. So uh, for all the women out there that want a better sex life, but they Mm. don't want to freak the guy out because you have to be very careful about how you talk about these types, types of subjects. What are things that they can do to help with sex if there's like erectile dysfunction or if it's not as hard as it as they age or the the, mm-hmm. the person doesn't want it as much what are things that the wife can do to like help the guy be proactive mm-hmm. like how can we help mm-hmm. there are so many things it's a fabulous question mm-hmm. and we do a lot of couples counseling for that reason and you know sometimes it's just as simple as saying um look at this guy on tiktok And once they know that there are answers available and they start running through the dozens and dozens of dozens of recordings that we've done, Mm -hmm. maybe they get enough courage to call and get an appointment, Mm -hmm. an evaluation. So we do video evaluations, we do Zoom evaluations, and there are many things that could be done, especially as far as erectile dysfunction from a distance, but some require visiting the office. And what are they? <laughs> Tell us what yeah, they yeah. are. Not that we need them, but just in case. Yeah. So, you know, when, when you think about erectile dysfunction, you have to look at the cause of the erectile dysfunction. How old is the gentleman? Mm-hmm. What is his total or free testosterone level? What general health is he in? What medications is he on that might decrease his ability to engorge? What positions are we using? Because literally, if the woman is on top, mm. That's a great position for guys to experience something called venous leak syndrome. Mm. So the valves at the base of the penis that allow it to fill with blood and then clamp down to keep the blood in to keep it erect don't work as well in some guys when they're on their back. It works better in some guys when they're on top or sort of kneeling behind. So that's something easy to do. Having appropriate lubrication so that there's room for more stimulation is another thing that can be done. Maybe a toy. You know, they used to call them cock rings, but we're a more advanced civilization now. So we have these silicone baby donuts, Mm -hmm. uh, base rings or, you know, whatever you want to call them. But what it does is it slides down over the erect penis Mm -hmm. and it holds the blood in so that you can have a better erection. Maybe mm-hmm. as part of foreplay or just general, you know, if your guys go into the gym, well, all of you has to go to the gym. When's the last time you took your penis to the gym? Mm. So a vacuum erectile device, and there are, you know, not just the ones you get in the sex shops, but one that actually has a device that measures the amount of vacuum that's being pulled and has a quick release. If you pull too much vacuum can be used for without pain, 10 minutes a day, just for going to the gym. And right before relations with a base ring applied for getting it on. 
So there's lots of things like that. Then we go into all the so many options as far as how do we increase girth so that both partners experience more contact area? How do we get the erectile, the, the hydraulics to work better? So those are things like PRP injections into the corpora cavernosa and corpora spongiosum. We can use acoustic wave therapy. So that's another thing, the same energies and science that break up a kidney stone. When the patient has a kidney stone, and they sit them in a big vat of water and the pressure waves from the sound actually break up a kidney stone. Mm -hmm. You can break up the interstitial blockages in a penis with a similar technology done at a much lower energy. Mm. So generally a series of six of those done over about three weeks and then some maintenance, this acoustic wave therapy stimulates the nerves to function better. So they get more sensation, more sensations, better erections. It opens up the corpora so that they can function better mm. and allows the penis to engorge more. And then if they're ejaculation has turned into a dribble because that's a problem with some guys that's another muscle they're not exercising at the gym that's the pelvic floor muscle so you guys do kegels mm -hmm. but we have a device that's fda approved that does twelve thousand super maximal kegels yeah. for men or women to treat stress urinary incontinence mm -hmm. so when you take that muscle to the gym in a gal it gives her enormous gripping strength mm -hmm. nice for both and with a guy, it gives him back his ability to ejaculate. Mm. And so there's lots of things that are going on there that can improve sex. And if you have a guy who has put on some extra weight or mm, has developed into a turtle, mm. then we have surgical and non-surgical treatments for that. Wow. So lots that can be done. I'm, lo I'm looking at the eyes going, hmm. I know. It's yeah, yeah. I We're like, yes, no, go. <laughs> and these are things that we talk about, frankly, both to men and to women, because it's okay. You know, the same way that you go out and get a new makeup, a new hairstyle, a new pair of eyeglasses, new jewelry, a new pair of girls. Well, guys are finally slowly being dragged into the 21st century where they will open up to making similar investments. Isn't that interesting? I know. I feel like this. You you are very needed because men need to be able to feel comfortable like mm -hmm. that to take that step. But let's say you're just walking into a sex shop, right, where they sell toys She's and things like, like that. Hypothetically, hypothetically <laughs> speaking, a friend of a friend. <laughs> yeah. I know those no, are probably a, a lot better. <laughs> so you're walking in and you can only buy one thing for better sex. What? would you recommend buying? Hmm. I think it depends on the couple. Hmm. If it's a young couple where they're both functioning generally well, mm -hmm. guys are very visual. It may be something as, as uh, teasing as eye candy, a nice lingerie for the lady. Mm -hmm. If they're a little bit older, um, it might be something like a good lubricant. Mm. or it might be a little stimulation, some form of vibration, either mutual or for one or the other. Mm. If the guy's a little bit older, it might be a bass ring mm. or a, a vacuum pump or both. Yeah. Why, why only one thing? Yeah, why, I yeah, know. Yeah. I just didn't even think Good people did experience. that. Sex is a cornucopia. Yeah, mm. I just I just didn't think people... I, I, I know that people do that. Of course, I'm not... Right. Like, I don't live under a rock, but... You don't think you think people do that because they're being, you know, they just want to be naughty or whatever. And that's yep. fine. You're in Vegas. But you never think that people are using like a penis pump because it helps their erection right. with just their wife. Right. You know, because for me, that would seem like really like for me, it would be strange because mm -hmm. firstly, we've never needed that. But also because I just thought it was just for the fun party lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you kind of like that's like kind of a wild kind of a thing. Yeah. It's like a wild yeah. thing. But I yeah. realize as you get old, like, I, again, guys don't talk about these things. Right. Right. You know, but to I get maximal engorgement and maximal length, which <laughs> gives more sensation for a guy after many years of use. Mm. That's a pretty exciting thing. And well, I'm going to go get one. <laughs> you should have your own. Knockrx.com. Yeah. <laughs> totally. So I have a question. Can you break a penis? And if so, if you break a penis, how do you fix it? Great question. So penises are a sliding wrapper of skin 
around mm -hmm. a hydraulics tube that mm -hmm. contains three sets of engorgeable, filled with blood mm -hmm. tubes. Mm -hmm. And a penis can be broken mm -hmm. um, for a variety of reasons, but probably reverse cowgirl is, is the one that we see the most in the emergency room. Ah, interesting. In the emergency room. Emergency room. Because oh. it is a surgical emergency, just oh. like when you break a bone, when you break a boner, <laughs> the same thing can happen. Because if that's not repaired promptly, you can cause scar tissue, which causes a change in the angle of the dangle, so to speak, because you get scar on one side where one of the vascular chambers has been broken and then healed back together shorter. Hmm. So the shorter side is the direction of the angle that the, the penis moves to up, down, sideways, whatever. And it can also, de it can, you know, if you have a hematoma there that's not evacuated, you can cause all sorts of problems mm -hmm. because of the scar tissue that you get there and the decrease in sensation. Wow. So what is the, is the repair surgery? I mean, you would never walk out with like a cast on your oh deck, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> the, the repair may be surgery or it may be splinted. It depends on how broken it really is. Is it like a green stick fracture or is it fully broken? Okay. And, you know, initially you've got to reduce the hematoma mm -hmm. so that you can even get this thing to start to think about being straight again. And then you're probably going to your go to your local urologist to make sure that it stays straight. And if it doesn't stay straight, go in surgically to try to repair that hydraulic tube so it can function again. Ideally, um, you don't have to break the other side and shorten the other side to keep it from bending mm -hmm. the first direction. Because that was one of the old options. Yeah. Oh. Now, now we just try to reduce the plaque or we put a wrapper around it, so to speak, to be able to. It's always looks large at that point, but the penuma implant is mm -hmm. one of the ways that that can be treated. So a guy is, while he's not erect, can have penetrative sex. Anytime you want, you can have him at your beck and call. Um, and, you know, he's always ready to go. It's just when he's ready to go, it points up. The rest of the time it points down. And how many of these do you see a weekend? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this is this a normal? Because you're yeah. in Vegas, right? So yeah. is it, you must have seen some really wild mm -hmm. injuries. Can you please explain some of the yeah. wildest ones you've seen in <laughs> Vegas, please? Um, Stacy, can I talk about that? Yes, we'll just, yes, we'll just, yes you yes. have to, and we'll just, we'll just name it, uh, Joe, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joe. <laughs> so, I mean, there, there are certainly. No, we want to know that one. Yeah, yeah, that one. The challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, things can happen, and sometimes they miss, or sometimes in the heat of passion, um, a thrust pulls out, but doesn't get back into, uh, where it needs to go. And it runs smack against a wall and there's a nauseating crack oh. and immediate, uh, peel the guy off the ceiling and a tilt to the kilt and a trip to the emergency room. If they're smart, yeah. particularly when your erections are engorged further with Cialis, Levitra, Viagra, Primix, yeah. one of those things, so that you're really maximally engorged. If there's a little alcohol on board to um, decrease their usual sensibilities, mm -hmm. um, and and sometimes it's just yeah. an innocent thing. It's it's a couple just having a good time, and mm -hmm. you know, particularly if they pick a position where. She's on top, she's in control, and she moves a different direction. And the mm -hmm. penis doesn't slide in because there's the lubrication has gone down a little bit. And wow. instead of sliding in, it breaks. God. So be careful with your penis, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't have one yet. Yeah. I definitely have penis envy. That is a jerk. That is, that is true. I think a lot of women have penis envy, actually, because it's something we don't have. You know, it's always, and yeah. it's always so glamorized. Like, you know, it's funny. I was actually at a birthday party on Saturday night, and I was talking to this guy, and my husband was right there, too. <laughs> and he, so showed, like, and he know, showed you yes, his penis. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking, and he actually brought it up, which I thought was really interesting that he huh. said it. He goes, you know, they always say, pardon my French, don't be a pussy. 
But he's like, actually, vaginas are some of the strongest organs there are. They create life. They Mm -hmm. birth life. You know, you have a period every month. There's like a lot going on. It's a very strong, you know, uh, organ. But he's like, now go to the testicles. And that is Mm -hmm. some of the weakest. All you do is flick a testicle and a guy, like you're saying, is is on top of the ceiling, you know? It's like the weakest link on a man. So he thought, he said that. I was like, that is so interesting that that is true, you know? It's so true. The vagina is actually really strong. But these testicles... Why are these testicles so sensitive? Oh my gosh. It's like they vomit. The yes. Minute, the minute yes. you touch it too hard, like they're like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barely touch. <laughs> so think about the male and female equivalents. Mm-hmm. So the tip of the penis is very much like the clitoris. The mm-hmm. glands of the penis is just a larger, more economical, visible clitoris. Mm-hmm. All the equivalent parts are there. But in order to have spermatogenesis, you have to lower the temperature of the testicle mm-hmm. to the point where you can actually make sperm that are going to be viable. Mm-hmm. So God, in her <laughs> usual sense of humor, <laughs> decided, let's hang them outside. Who would notice? Mm-hmm. And you know whether it's a matter of virility or things like that. And we certainly have guys, side note, coming in to get toxin like Botox and uh, Zeman and Dysport in order to let the scrotum relax and let the testicles hang down further because it's sort of a sign of virility to have larger low-hanging testicles without a whole lot of pull up i don't think we care yeah yeah exactly <laughs> women don't care we're like they're yeah. there oh yeah those little the guys think you do <gasps> why so do they really think we care Oh, we wow. and, for, and for some guys, when they get nervous, they pull up so tight, it's painful. So just like your little flick, yeah. it can cause them discomfort. So they're coming in actually with a medical desire to hang lower so that they can be more comfortable. And it's not a matter of the underwear they choose. Um, it's, it's a matter of what their um, sympathetic nervous system causes the cremasteric muscles to do. So... So that's kind of interesting. We also use toxins to engorge the penis better. That's called Bocox. And that's a, a trademarked area. Okay. So we're actually using toxins to help the penis engorge for three to six months at a time. So that's kind of a, another fun thing. A lot of this, a lot of these procedures are things that we've taken from other parts of the body and we're using off-label, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And, you know, the goal is to use them for the good of our, our patients. But the interesting thing is, you know, if you look at the labia minora and the labia majora, and you think about the skin on the penis and the skin on the scrotum, and the sensitivity of both those areas are kind of analogous. Mm. And the sensitivity behind the scrotum okay. Sorry. or behind the vagina, et cetera, et cetera. It's all very similar. So if you can handle your own plumbing, you can handle any guy. It's so interesting because it's a, I guess, like you're saying, it's a thing now where men care about how they look down there. I mean, Mm. because, you know, penises can have like lumps, bumps, like different shapes. Like, let's be real. Like, we've been without partners for 16 to 18 years. Mm -hmm. So it's been the same thing. But don't, if you were single, don't you care what it looks like? I mean, I do. I care more about the size than how it looks. Like, I want a nice girth. Like, I like a nice girth. Like, that's that to me is better. I like that. But, I mean, obviously, I don't want a penis that has, like, a million bumps on it either. Poor penis (laughs) with a million bumps. What if it's just, like, an acne? (laughs) But some guys have pearly penile papules along the edge of the corona, the base of the glands, that they were born with. And they're just a skin appendage. We take them off with CO2 laser, but that's a natural thing. And, you know, you can say to the guy, well, you know, when the foreskin is either gone or pulls back and those are there, maybe it provides some extra stimulation. They go, no, I'm tired of explaining it. Girls think it's an STD. Take it off. So So then that goes to my next question. Circumcised or not circumcised? Because what do you think most women prefer? Mm -hmm. And what do you think most men prefer? And what do you, Mm. and then it's like a third question question is what is better for sex Mm. like most women what do they prefer Mm -hmm. you would think what we've done on our tiktok occasionally is run a you tell us Mm -hmm. Mm. and what did you find yeah and and so you know i think that girth is 
the mm -hmm. primary concern because in the first couple of inches of the vaginal canal, there's the most sensory nerves. And if you can rub up against them, you can help stimulate your partner. So girth is, an, is a thing. Mm -hmm. um, our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. There is a loud group that says we shouldn't be circumcising babies mm -hmm. or religious reasons or cultural reasons or anything like that. They should grow up and make a choice of their own. That's kind of the, well, yeah, but when you get your tonsils out as a kid, if you get your tonsils out, it's a lot less painful than doing it as an adult. Mm -hmm. So doing a circumcision on an adult is a bigger deal, a little bit, you know, it's not, not, in, but it's, it's certainly a concern. So, you know, the foreskin protects the tip of the penis and those nerves under there, because they're protected for a period of time, when you get an erection are ultimately sensitive. On the other hand, guys who've had a foreskin until they become an adult, and get the foreskin removed have said, you know, it feels different, but the same. Mm. We probably have more circumcised males in the US than there are in other parts of the world. So mm. whether it's for religious reasons or hygienic reasons, and an argument slim can be made for hygienic reasons and decreasing the risk of cervical cancer, because there may be a slightly increased risk of cervical cancer with guys who don't have great hygiene and the foreskin is in place. Mm -hmm. There can be little um, filaments of skin that attach the foreskin to the underlying tissue that are painful. So when the foreskin tries to slide back, mm -hmm. it gets in the way. And mm -hmm. foreskins sometimes don't keep up with the growth of the penis. So they don't slide back during erection. And then they either have to be stretched or surgically removed. So mm -hmm. phimosis and paraphimosis. Mm -hmm. As far as for ladies, it seems like it's both directions. Mm. You know, we have very, very people are very vehement about, you know, I love a turtleneck mm -hmm. and other ones who are, nope, don't, don't hand me none of that collared stuff. I, <laughs> I like them high and tight and cleaned off. So <laughs> I don't have a great answer for you. All I can tell you is in, we have statistically more circumcision, more circumcised guys in the United States mm. than we do in the rest of the world. Whether that's because they want to look like dad when they go to the gym or there's a religious reason or that's what they were pushing in the hospital that week. I don't have a great explanation. I honestly haven't seen many uncircumcised. uncircumcised. You have I mean, I, I, I've been with my husband for a very long time, but the, mm -hmm. the few that I, yeah, it was, it was definitely mm -hmm. like, you know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen many uncircumcised. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I have, but to me like as the woman like i did because it was hard so it, to me it's it's you know it looks the same because it's a hard penis so the skin was already you know back and everything so as far as yeah for me all the ones that i had seen have been you know pulled back all the way so it didn't look any different to me so i was fine either way um but i think maybe for the man is it a little more sensitive for sex is that mm. maybe why they mm -hmm. sometimes don't get circumcised yeah the, the foreskin protects the tip of the penis and the nerves mm. on the tip of the penis from much stimulation until you have sex mm. so, but on the other hand there's more nerves in that area whether it's circumcised or not than mm. there are in the rest of the penis so if you remove the tissue there's still more nerves there and you know we've certainly had a number of guys who said i've been circumcised as an adult i don't regret it it's just as sensitive for me now. It's just different. Mm. So it all depends on how you like your gift wrapped. <laughs> I love I love these little sayings <laughs> that know. you're saying. So good. 
So what can we do as lovely wives and girlfriends? What, how do we make sex even more pleasurable mm. for our partners? Are there things that guys might think, oh my gosh, that's taboo, but they might actually enjoy it? Mm. Are there like techniques that women can try to make the sexual experience even better for their guy? Mm. That may require a life coach for both of you to get to that <laughs> level of openness. Cause really it's a form of communication, right? You know, can you say to your guy, what do you like? And mm -hmm. can he say to you, this is what I like. Mm -hmm. So, and then will you go the next step of gratifying each other and fulfilling each other's wishes? Mm. And then can you train them to do it without you even saying anything? Mm. That's trainable, true. trainable. <laughs> They, they usually are kind of trainable, right? Yeah. Don't you think? But I think guys don't mm. like this. I think they don't like certain things, right? There's taboo right. things that they don't like, mm -hmm. right? But I think that they would like, you know, a little finger here and there. Right. <laughs> but I feel That's like true. they don't They don't like that. They think they don't like that. But and I then feel... they try it and they like it. Do they maybe? try it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I think. Come on, like... Dick Doc. What do you <laughs> yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We, we see some couples that are very open to everything. <clears throat> And we see others that are glad they came in because we put those things out there and, and say, you know, maybe you guys would enjoy experimenting a little bit and knowing that you're in a safe place that you can experiment, go home, try things out. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all kinds of apps, you know, dating uh, apps and things like that for couples, mm -hmm. you know, where somebody pulls a card and it says, do this. Mm -hmm. and so they didn't think it up it was just something in a, in a card game that they're playing mm. why are some men and you this goes along with these cute little kind of tagline taglines why are some men growers and some men showers have you, have what you is, never what, heard i don't that? know what that means because are you like a grower or a shower i feel like it's the same thing no because some men are already it already is like a big dick energy like it's big so right. like they're showers or they're growers, meaning they like can you get look that at big. them. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Why Why is there like that size sort of difference in that way? Um, first, ask God. <laughs> and <laughs> then there's a parental and genetic interaction. But you're absolutely right. The average length, mm -hmm. and we don't have the statistic down very well because they just haven't measured enough guys mm -hmm. through time in enough parts of the world. Mm -hmm. But the average guy is somewhere between three and a quarter and three and three quarter inches around and mm -hmm. about four to four and a half inches at rest long. Is that four inches? Let's see. What, that's I go there. Rest. At rest. <laughs> is that four at inches? <laughs> right. That's one inch, two inch, three inch. Inches. It's about that, right? Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the old joke about, you know, well, of course, this is six inches. <laughs> okay and then and then a, re a, a erection what is the average hmm. so with erection the girth around at the widest point probably goes up about an inch hmm. so you know four four and a half four and three quarter inches hmm. and the length if it's really filled out goes up between five and six inches and that's a gross generalization having hmm. read many many studies hmm. and there'll be people like no it's six inches all you know it so it's it's a very average thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that when guys come in and we, you know, take measurements and digital photos and things like this, mm -hmm. and, you know, when we're doing implants for penises, they only come in large and extra large. Because <laughs> what breast implants started like a B. Yeah, I think so. Maybe an right? A. It's a little bit different, but, you know, there's more... Mm, ego involved there mm -hmm. and you know some people have hydraulics that we can wrap an implant around that's going to be a large mm -hmm. and it's always going to be long we'll get back to the growers and showers and some guys you know they're they they pulled the genetic wild card and they're pretty big to start with and we have to use an extra large extra long in order to fill the space and give them you know one to two inches of additional girth 24 7 but how do you do a penile implant? Like, how does it actually work? Like, where does it go? Where does the implant go? 
So the implant is um, placed in the operating room under general anesthesia. Can't have guys awake for this. They're too yeah. sensitive. Actually, <laughs> no, you, you want to torture them. Done under local, but you've got to have the right guy oh, in the right Oh my gosh, no. But there's an incision that's made along the lines of tension um, in the crinkles of the scrotum. And very carefully, the dissection plane is from the base of the penis, the pubic symphysis bone, all the way out to just under the corona of the glands. It has to be a circumcised penis. And the implant wraps around almost like butterfly wings mm -hmm. so that when the guy is at rest, he's got resting girth. When he expands, he has erect girth and mm -hmm. still has sensation and everything else. And it actually is sewn in place and so he's fully on all the time. When he gets an erection, then he goes up as well. Mm. Would we know? Oh, Would we know if someone yeah. had a penis? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's some very good-looking penises out there that have uh, help. <laughs> but we wouldn't but would we know it wasn't like you know with breast implants most of the time you can tell feel it right? you can yeah. feel it you can no, tell it's not well you might be able to feel a difference if you're astute mm. but it's put under the skin and the soft tissue and it's wrapped tight around the uh tunica albaginia that lining that comes right around the hydraulics of the penis so it's a little deeper mm -hmm. but i think an astute gal would be able to tell mm. i don't know that she'd object <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then why doesn't everyone get a penis in implant? Yeah. Because you know, I know maybe they do. I I've never I never even thought about it. Mm -mm, no, you, you think not... about breast implants all the time. But, I never even thought about a penile implant, but I guess you do them. Yeah, right. And maybe there are people that we didn't know had them that have them. I mean, sure. right? Because when we use when we use fillers off label, mm -hmm. we can put fillers in that same potential space, and we can enlarge from a half an inch to an inch and a half. With each session that we do, you can do a session every six months if you want to, and you can either have temporary fillers, as we do in the face, or long-lasting fillers, as we do in the face, that last many, many years. Mm. So those same things can be used down below. There's no incision. There's no line. It feels very soft and supple, and when it's erect, it's hard and supple, and uh, you know you can use that along the entire shaft of the penis, and uh, even the tip can be enlarged a little bit, but it's more of a fibromuscular uh, material in the tip, and you have to be very careful because there's some vascular issues there. So typically, we use the short-acting ones that we could dissolve if we're going to use a filler in the tip. Mm. But there are some significant penises going in and out of Vegas. Occasionally, they get stopped by TSA <laughs> and uh, questioned as to what they're carrying. <laughs> The magnetometer gets them every time, right? Do they really? So they, they make that go off? Well, they don't mix, they don't meet the computer derived equations of what they were expecting to see on the x ray. Uh, and if they're too big and you don't have filler, doesn't really show up on x ray, it just looks bigger mm -hmm. or it shows up as little, little particulate matter or something, but nothing major. Mm -hmm. Think about when, when folks put filler in their face or the back of their hands or any of the other areas we put filler. You know, it doesn't show up as you're going through TSA. But, you know, a breast implant clearly shows up and you can see the edges of it. And, you know, well, that's a breast implant. Next. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Now, what about the science behind what I like to call the magic button? It's the little, it, it, during sex, there's like a little area on a man, and it's also, I think, referred to as a taint. Oh, it's that this little is a I was like, what's a magic button? <laughs> the magic button. Um, in between the, I guess, the anus and the penis, mm. like there's sort of that little patch of skin mm -hmm. that if you push it during, uh, you know, sex and like orgasm, it really drives the boys wild. Mm. Why is this? Why is that the, the place? Because you're pushing up on the prostate. Ah, the prostate is right there. And that's why a finger on the backside that pushes up against the prostate has very much the same reaction. Mm -hmm. mm. But you are correct. In both men and women, there are an incredible number of nerves back around the rectum mm -hmm. um, and in the area of the taint. Mm -hmm. And it's all connected. <laughs> and as long as they don't freak out and they're open-minded and it's something that they've learned to enjoy you can put that to your use oh. and vice versa 
Right. Yeah. Right. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. <laughs> it might be your new thing, the magic button. Uh, the new, my new, my new thing, Roxy, or just a thing. <laughs> so, what's the weirdest thing that a pe- that you that someone has put their penis in? Oh, like there must have been. Some horror, like you must have seen some horror stories. Like there has to have been, especially in Vegas. In Vegas, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. What is the weirdest thing someone has put their penis in? (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared for this answer. No, don't. Why are you looking to the side? I think more you we hear more about guys trying to put things inside of their penis. Okay, in the inside of a rectum, like like a like a mouse. Oh, that would be. Uh, a mouse would be rectal size, but not urethral size, but yeah. Okay. What would they stick in their urethra, though? Draws, that- pencils, beans, all kinds of things. Uh, Catheters. What? You know, stuff like that. You know, things that that just don't necessarily belong there. Plus all the different piercings, because they tend to get in the way. They don't always help. Oh, right. I didn't even think about that. The Prince Albert piercing, which goes through the hole oh no i'm just i don't even have a penis and i'm really in pain right now or you can get speed bumps across the top for your uh, listener's pleasure <laughs> what's what are they oh they can implant that they can implant bumps on a penis for a woman so when she's having sex the poor ruffles are not the like, only thing that has ridges <laughs> she's like dude ah, just be happy with what i have <laughs> like let it go oh. so then do you help if have people st- stuck anything up their butts <laughs> well any emergency room has an array of photographs of everything from bottles to light bulbs to probably hairbrushes to everything in between <gasps> that people accidentally fell on and they had needed help getting it out because when the muscle goes into spasm, they mm-hmm. all they can do is push it further in. So you have to relax them or take them to anesthesia to be able to get that out. And again, some of this is for fun. Or toys. Uh, yeah, toys. Toys, uh, straws, beans. I mean, that. Vibrators. Wow. All kinds of things. All kinds of things. I mean, who knew? Humans are fascinating. Yeah, they really are. And you really get to see, like, that side of people, too, as a doctor. True, but more of what we see in the office is mm-hmm. enlarging mm-hmm. and helping function for both men and women. So it, it does go hand in hand. I mean, you need to be on the same team. Like if you have a partner and you're dealing with with this kind of a thing, it is good to have, you know, a team player, right? Yeah, well, you put you put high test gas into one of the partners. The other partner needs to be able to keep up. Yeah, that's true. That's well, I have true. learned a lot today. I mean, so much, so much, so much. <laughs> I'm just like, di- like the the dick knowledge. Is... Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. What is the delighted num- to be of service? <laughs> what is the number one STD you you feel like come into your office? Ooh. Like the number one? We don't see a lot. Interesting. Mm. Why do you think? I think that patients have taken care of that elsewhere. Mm. You know, periodically I'll, you know, say, you know, you've got some warts down here. Sometimes people call them venereal warts. Mm. These little gross. We can take them off with a CO2 laser while you're numb and, you know, take care of that in men and women, Mm. because people don't necessarily think it's either something that, because it doesn't cause pain, it doesn't ooze, it doesn't bleed. Mm. um, And yet it's an issue because it increases the risk of cervical cancer, of course. And, you know, so that's something that we see occasionally once in a great while, a little chlamydia. We haven't seen any gonorrhea or syphilis or anything like that in years or years. Mm. I heard that I think warts, right, warts are like the number one transmitted STD, correct? Is that the top STD, the venereal warts? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm a cosmetic surgeon, so it's not really yeah, something right. that I get into. <laughs> right. But you take them off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there is probably an 85% kill rate of such things with a CO2 laser, and it's kinder and gives a nicer mm, outcome in terms Mm -hmm. of what it looks like, in terms of the scar or the healing or things like that. Mm. But typically, they would go to their regular doctor, Planned Parenthood, urologist, gynecologist, whatever, and have those kinds of things taken care of. And they might freeze them. They might cut them off. They might do all kinds of things. Not everyone has almost every wavelength of the electromagnetic spectrum in their back pocket to use for the appropriate reasons. 
And because you are a doctor and you do know the answer to this, can you get herpes from a toilet seat? Because mm. <laughs> I've always wanted yes! to know that. True or false? True or false. <laughs> You've got to get pretty intimate with that toilet seat to be able to pull that off and maybe have some open abrasions. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. It's got to go hand in hand. Okay. And then yeah. true or false, can men die of blue balls like they always say? If you don't... If you leave them with blue balls, they might die. For for my my brothers from another mother, of course, I have to say yes. <laughs> what what is blue balls anyway? Just so like, if people want to know scientifically. So think about the kid that goes running out into the ocean, and the ocean's beginning of beginning of swim season, and the ocean is cold, hmm. and the testicles because teleologically they want to keep things warm they rise up as close as they can to the mm -hmm. body and those muscles are tight almost like a charlie horse that's blue ball is that blue ball but what about you know sometimes like, when you've been with a with a man and it hasn't gone all the way and they still yep. say they have blue balls because yeah, again the cremasteric reflex and every, the testicles have raised up to prepare for action mm -hmm. and then there was no action or not enough and so they worked out, they got a Charlie horse, and they've got a stretch. Mm. Mm, okay. True or false? Um, men prefer masturbating mm. alone or with their partners. Mm. We haven't done a survey on that. And again, as a cosmetic <laughs> surgeon, I got to plead ignorance. It's not my fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you need to talk to your fan base. I know. And do a survey for it. And we'll all share it. Okay. We'll ask two more true and falses and then we'll let you go about yes. cosmetic surgery of the penis. Okay. Yes. Yes. True or false? It is possible to give a penis a facelift when it gets old. Hmm. Absolutely. Hmm. Now think about when we look at a human face and we look at color, texture, tone, tightness, and volume. All those things are truly involved in rejuvenating a face or face and neck. Mm -hmm. And all those things are truly involved no matter what you rejuvenate below the belt on men or women. Mm -hmm. And you can affect each of those with all of the tools in your tool chest which may be surgical, which may be fillers or platelet-rich plasma, which may be various wavelengths of lasers to treat pigmented lesions, vascular lesions, tightness of the skin, all kinds of things. So whether it's a laser, electromagnetism, radio frequency, um, acoustic wave therapy, and then all the other things that we can put in or stretch tight with. Mm. Sure, we can give that area a facelift. We can make him almost bionic. We can make him better than he was. <laughs> so that when they die, the penis is like it was still 25 years old. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's why they have open caskets. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing, right? That's a thing, yeah. <laughs> okay, this one will make it good. Um, true or false? What do you think? Oh, okay, wait. True or false? True or false? Hmm. In the future... Hmm you think we're going to have so many advances in cosmetic surgery with the penis that we are going to do we're going to be able to do so much more than we can do now or do you feel like yeah true or false like you've hit your limit already yeah have you hit your mm -hmm. limit mm -hmm. do you think there's going to be much more. more you can do i do because i think we're going to get into the use of stem cells and be able to genetically enhance people cure people, make new organs for organs that don't work, things like that. We'll be able to uh, grow them bigger, better, healthier, all those kinds of things without all the archaic, prehistoric almost medical items that we use now. Mm -hmm. The question may be, mm -hmm. will men be happier when they wake up in the morning and reach down and have something bigger to grab? Mm. And will their spouses be happier and more fulfilled when they train that male. Mm. Mm. Kind of like training your dragon. Yeah. 
Which actually makes me ask this question because mm-hmm. did you see the story in the UK where a guy grew a penis on his arm um, and then was, yeah, it was like, it was in the UK, what was it mm-hmm. in the, the paper there? Mm-hmm. He grew a penis on his arm like they did and then mm-hmm. they were able to take that penis off and then put it down there because he had an accident. Mm-hmm. So he regrew a penis on his arm. So that's, that's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't read that story. You know, there are certainly... <laughs> Um, we're, we're certainly, you know, three-dimensional modeling and, and building things for replacement of the nipple areolar complex. Mm. And it wouldn't surprise me if we could do that to some degree with a penis. The thing is, it's more than just a shape. There mm. has to be functioning vasculature. So there has to be arteries and veins and nerves, and they all have to interact together. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It's a lot for us today. It's not to say it can't be done, but for right now, that's a whole organ. It's not like um, a shape of an ear that gets covered with skin or a tip of a nose that you can, you know, replace or, you know, something like that. I, I think that I'd want to see the scientific background on that. Mm. You know, it's And it's not to say that you can't, if a penis is severed, and just like a finger, re-implant it and get function out of it. You can reconnect the vessels, the nerves, the skin, and have it function fairly well. Obviously, not quite as good as before, hmm. but better than a nubbin. You know, quick question to you, just going along with the medical aspect um, in that way. A lot of, you know, there's a lot of trans people that go through that. yeah, mm-hmm. surgery. So is it possible to construct a penis out of a vagina is that some like will would the penis function just like a penis that somebody was born with mm. might function but longer and there are certainly you know there's there's certainly a kink that's out there where people are putting filler in the clitoris mm. the body of the clitoris goes down into the crus which are uh, analogous to the corpora cavernosa on the male mm-hmm. and then they're using nipple vacuum devices to mm-hmm. stretch the clitoris and some of these gals have been able to get two three maybe even four inches mm. of extension usually with medical help so it releases that body brings it forward wraps it in some of the labia to mm-hmm. give it a penis like thing mm-hmm. and the clitoris engorges the same way that the the glands of the penis engorges oh. so you can have a a functional thing in a trans and vice versa you can cut the penis down and take the tip of the glands and make it sort of a clitoris and you can remove the testes and fold the scrotum up so you get some labia and then you can do an invagination and you can go the other way. Not my shtick, but uh, you know we do try to keep up with some of the other things that are around because we do see these patients come in occasionally, mm-hmm. very occasionally. Usually it's for girth enhancement mm-hmm. and the treatment is very much the same. So we can use fillers the same way. Mm. well the dick dog we have so much to think Mm, about we really do (laughs) and we'll come see you even if we don't need to we'll (laughs) come to vegas and see you because why not why not have a little extra fun in our sex life yes yes never your partners yeah oh yeah that too (laughs) that's the most important thing yes yes as i say to my guys when we make them bigger please don't go out and make me proud but don't catch anything i can't treat yeah (laughs) that's very good advice (laughs) well i love that and thank you so much for coming on and please can you tell everyone where they can find you so um i have to talk to my producer here which one do i want so the okay so our yeah so our address is 9130 west post road it says aesthetic revolution las vegas Mm -hmm. and that's our website aestheticrevolutionlv.com and they can find all different things from forehead to feet about cosmetic surgeries. I work with two very gifted plastic surgeons as well. Mm-hmm. And we do all kinds of fun things. We have some of the only master estheticians in Nevada working with us. And and then we are on YouTube, Instagram. Uh, my producer's helping me here. <laughs> You're like, I just do the surgeries. Yes, exactly. Back on TikTok, you've got dickdocrx.com, which I don't own, but curate some of the things on there, like penis pumps that actually work mm-hmm. and are not just novelties and things like that. 
and then thedickdoc.com for merch because people mm-hmm. like to have t-shirts and underwear and things like that mm-hmm. for whatever reasons, maybe just for uh, making the bedroom a little more exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, any other addresses I need to put out there? Dick Doc, Dr. Z on Instagram. Dick Doc, I think it's an underscore Dr. Z <laughs> on Instagram. Amazing. And at uh, the YouTube apparently is just the Dick Doc. Amazing. So we're, we're moving more and more into YouTube where we can do longer discussions. So we discussed the happiness procedure, which is the filler procedure I've developed over the past few years, 10 years or so. Um, because it takes a good penis to have happiness. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come in. We'll come in and video yes. our experience. That's for sure. We'll have to do it. Yep. Well, thank you so thank much. You. And thanks, guys, for listening. Remember to rate, subscribe, and comment. Uh, and we are Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. And Women on Top Official on TikTok. And I am Tamin Sursak. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women, Women on, on the Dick. Dog. 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 Yes. Be careful with that position.